The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. I cannot believe it is back. Royals baseball, and it's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation, season five of clubhouseconversation.com. And I'm joined by my good friend and Royals insider, Jake Lutz, as we kick off the 2018 season with our preview tonight. Man, are you excited about this? Man, I can't believe it's already here. I mean, I feel like we were just doing our season wrap-up, and it's already back. We're ready for baseball. That is kind of odd. We were sitting <laughs> in this room, and it, how long ago has that been now? Almost six months? Yeah. It's wow. crazy. It's kind of been, Jake, I don't know about you, but this offseason for me, I don't know, you know, life got busy, obviously, as you get older, but I don't know right. if that's part of it, but I never really got that excited this winter. And maybe it's because, you know, things didn't happen until mid-January, and I kind of just got sick of getting my hopes up, but... But now, like, in the last couple of days, I'm really getting the baseball fever because I was worried there for a while, but I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm not that excited. Are you the same way or have you been excited all winter? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a different feel to an offseason when you know you're going into a full rebuild. And I'm going to say I wasn't really excited until I got down there to surprise back at the beginning of the spring. And even then, I was looking at this team trying to figure out exactly where the pieces were going to fall because back at the beginning of the spring, there was no Duda, there was no Jay, no, <laughs> no Moose. Moose. I mean, yeah. it's a completely no different Graham. looking team. Yeah. You know, every day it seems like they're signing somebody else. Yeah, but probably during this podcast there'll be another move made. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're recording this by the way, just so you're aware. Listening, it's March 27th, so Tuesday night around 7 p.m. So you know, a lot of people will probably find this tomorrow, Wednesday. So you know, in case we miss anything, it's probably because we recorded it before it happened. Just yep. FYI. So, but yeah, we're glad you're along. You know, five years of the site, Jake. Can you believe that already? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, so. it's it's really taken off, and we really appreciate everybody who's listening. And we got a lot of questions coming up. So here's the deal. So what we're going to do, for those who are longtime listeners of the, well, you know, five-year, long time, you, you know what I'm saying, four, <laughs> if you've heard three or four of these, you know that we typically go team by team in the AL Central and, of course, extra focus on the Royals. Kind of do a 2018 Royals slash AL Central preview. We do some predictions. And, and this year, Jake, something we did that's fun is we asked question, you know, for, for questions on Twitter – and we do have several of those questions coming up here a bit later, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we got several, and uh, we, we sent out a tweet last night, and we got a lot of feedback, a lot of really good questions that we're hoping to get to. Cool. So we'll get to those. Let's start off. Let's go through the division first. We're going to go um, five. We'll start out in the basement like we normally do. We'll go five to one. We'll go through our predictions for the division, and then we'll spend some more time on the Royals at the end, get back to more Royals questions. This will be about 75% Royals, just FYI for those listening. Jake? We have not compared notes, by the way. This is some radio shows like fake it. Oh, we have no idea what the other one thinks. I only know what Jake has Cleveland's record because we happen to talk about that off air. Otherwise, I don't know his order for the division. I don't know his record. Same with him. Um, I'm going to ask you because I'm sure I'm assuming fourth and fifth. I, I don't know which order you have them, but I'm assuming you've got the White Sox and Tigers in some order, right? I do, yeah. And um, I, I kind of went back and forth with this. I didn't know who to pick fifth. I picked Detroit. Who did you go with in fifth? I went with the White Sox, Did but you? I only have them separated by one game. Wait a so. minute, what do I have them at? <laughs> I have my three. So I've got Detroit at 69 and 93. What do you have them? I have Detroit at 70 and 92. And then I have the White Sox at 72 and 90. And I've got the White Sox at 69 and 93. So you get the, the – okay, that's what I have the Tigers at. So yep. basically Jake and I essentially agree that it's like a game, one to three game difference. These teams yeah. are very similar. Uh, who do you want to start with, the Tigers or the White Sox? Um, Let's do Tigers first. Yeah. All right, Jake. Let me lead off with the Tigers here. So, if healthy, I feel like the Tigers are better than the White Sox. If healthy. Yeah. 
but I don't count on that. You go through the lineup here, Jake, and the roster, and I feel like every single year we have this exact same conversation. Miguel Cabrera, injury-prone. Victor Martinez, yep. injury-prone. You've got Mike Fires, who was brought in. He's already hurt, <laughs> uh, going to miss at least a few weeks. I, I think this lineup is probably the worst in the division. I would agree. I, yeah. mean, you, I mean, there's some good names in there. Like Nick Castellanos had a, a strong half back mm-hmm. half of the year last year. Is it Nick or Nicholas, by the way? I usually call him Nick, but I don't know. Because last year it was yeah. Nicholas for a while. I don't know. I want to make sure I we're saw... on top of the names. You know, Raul Aldoberto. we got to be on top of the names here, Jake. We're the, we're, <laughs> we're the cutting edge for the media when it comes to uh, AL Central baseball, so we've got to be on top of these things, I feel like. But... Yeah, I, I saw he's going to play in the outfield this year, which I didn't even – I yeah, kind of forgot that he – Yeah, because they've got he... the, the very, very stud prospect, um, Jaimer Candelario, yes. who could be really freaking good, by the way. He's yeah, he'll definitely be the guy to watch this year for them. But you look at the lineup, I mean, yeah – Candelario could be really good. Cabrera went healthy. Victor Martinez, I don't even consider him a good, really that good of a hitter anymore. He's a shell of his no. former self. Does he ever make it through a full season? No. no. But look, look at some of the names. Dixon Machado, Mikey Matuk, who destroyed the Royals last year. Yes. Leonis Martin, James, I only hit left-handed pitching McCann. I mean, you go through <laughs> these. It's. I mean, I'm not making fun of them, but it's just not that good of a lineup. So, um, you know, Candelario intrigues me, Jake. Otherwise, pitching, I think the pitching for the Detroit is better than the White Sox. Yeah. Um, if they stay healthy, especially. If you look at it right now, Michael Fulmer could be in absolute beast mode. Yeah, I love Fulmer. Zimmerman, I guess, could have a bounce back year. He was not very good last year. He's not getting babbipped to death. Yeah. And, the lack of strikeouts in and, that big park. Mm-hmm. And then Francisco Liriano is... is when, when he gets back. <laughs> yeah. He's out for a while. Daniel Norris, great story there. I, I, I'm actually kind of a Daniel Norris fan. Jake, here's why I know their bullpen is equally as bad as the White Sox bullpen, which we're about to get to. They have a guy in their bullpen named Warwick Sophold. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know, Jake. That's all you need to know. But what for real though? What are your thoughts on the Tigers? I mean, I think I've got them in last. You've got them in fourth. I mean, what else? Do you agree with me? Would you disagree? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was kind of right there with you. I like the rotation better than the White Sox. That's the reason I you know have them a little bit ranked higher, but I, I don't know about this team. I don't think they're going to stay healthy again. They don't really have any, besides Candelaria, there's not really any stud prospects in their lineup that you're just dying to see or any guys I know of they are going to crack the majors this year. So I, I don't think they're going to be a very good team, and I think at least talent-wise the White Sox are ahead of them by quite Probably a bit. So. I just, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Certainly the White Sox have a ton of young talent. So let's move on to the White Sox, Jake. Um, fourth worst record. In the league last year, but I think you probably, as, as I do, respect the all-in for the rebuild, right? Yeah, with yes, this I would agree. I mean, with the Sox, let's talk about you. You know, Yoan Moncada came over in the Chris Sale trade. How, how good do you think this guy could be? I mean, I love what I saw from him last year in his short time up. I think he can be. I mean, he can be a stud in this division. He runs like the wind. I yep. can, I remember sitting there in the good old section one thirty-two row M last year, Jake, and, and seeing him. I was shocked how fast he got out of the box to avoid a double play. Like, I didn't know his speed was that good. Yeah, he can fly. He's got a really good-looking swing. I mean, Defensively, he's good. He's, he's, I mean, he's got the tools. Yep, absolutely. He's got the part. Then, I mean, so you've got him. you got him in the Chris Sale trade. This team's going to be really good. This is probably the team the Royals are going to have to, to the degree of the Twins. As the Royals, quote-unquote, rebuild and look towards the next few years, this team could be one of those teams they really have to worry about. But, you know, you've got him. You've got Lucas Giolito. Um, who came over in the Adam Eaton trade. Those are both very good players. I love yep. Carlos Rodon, actually, but he's out until June or July with a shoulder surgery. At the yeah, he's yeah he's had a, a problem staying healthy the last couple of years. That's been his issue, but he's a really talented lefty. 
What do you think of this lineup, Jake? I mean, you got Abreu, who was okay last year, but I think there were bigger expectations for him last year than so. I mean, they're looking at kind of a hopefully a bounce back slash growth year for him. I mean, Mancada obviously. Avisil Garcia is not a bad player. He's turned into a pretty doggone good player. Matt Davidson, if he ever connects, could be pretty good mm-hmm. power-wise. But, I mean, who else am I missing? What else do you think about this lineup, I mean, in general? I mean, those are really the the key guys you just mentioned. I mean, I really like Garcia. I thought he had it. He was solid last year. I think Abreu, again, could get back to maybe his form from two years ago, and that could help him be a little bit better than we thought. But, yeah, it starts with Mancada, and, you know, that that's really the, the middle of their order. Could be dangerous at times, but it's, it's tough to say. Now, I've got, I don't want to say a man crush, but there's a guy in the White Sox. I love the way he plays, and you're probably going to make fun of me. You know what guy I think is kind of underrated on this team and in the division? Which one? Where's Goggles? Which one? Saladino? Or? No, Yomer Sanchez. <laughs> oh, Yomer Sanchez. Who <laughs> <laughs> used to be Jose Sanchez. Saladino. Saladino has that pointy mustache, dude. That's right. That's he's what hurt I was now, thinking isn't of. he, by the way, too? I, I don't know. I believe I saw he's hurt. <laughs> Yomer Sanchez. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know, man. Love the way he plays the game. Slap hitter, puts the ball in contact. I don't know why I'm even bringing him up. Um, Prospect-wise, what's the kid's name? Aloy Jimenez? Is that, is that the yeah. guy's name, the, the stud out 21 there? years old, number four prospect in baseball. Um, if you look at his numbers alone, I mean, we have obviously haven't seen him play yet, but his numbers alone from the last couple of years, uh, he, the kid is, yeah, he's got some huge potential in this league. Yeah, I guess you could maybe see by the end of the year. I don't know if you'd see him this season or not. But Probably. Back half after the yeah. May 20th. Um, day passes where you don't lose a year of service time. Um, as far as the rotation, Jake, I don't mean to hate on the guy because I love him, <laughs> but if James Shields is your opening day starter, that's not good. It's not probably the best thing. I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah, I love him, so I don't want to say anything bad about him. So, but I mean, besides him, you've got, I mean, Miguel Gonzalez pitched out of his mind last year compared to what some of the metrics that he should have. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, and otherwise, I mean, they have Joaquin Soria. <laughs> their bullpen. Good luck with that. Bruce Rondone is on this team, Jake. If he, if he made the roster, at least he was up there in camp. Remember the guy that screwed yeah. over last year? Yep. Moose's uh, season? Maybe yep, hurt think, our season? Mm-hmm. I think Moose may be aiming right up the middle every time he faces them. I wish Bruce Rondone had a hit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So anyway, we've got any any thoughts on the bullpen? I mean, yeah, there's not not a lot of names you're going to recognize. And if Soria – is Soria going to be the closer? I believe so. Yeah, that's that's not good for them either. I mean, them and the Tigers both are kind of dumpster fires. I mean, I, I almost think the the Tigers with Shane Green and Alex Wilson might be a little stronger there at the back. But. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't know. So Jake and I basically both have them around 70 wins. I've got the White Sox 72 and 90. What do you have them at again? 69 and 93. And I'm Detroit at 69. So we kind of just flip-flop our thoughts. We pretty much agree that it's a kind of – I don't even want to say a three-man race because I'm not saying the Royals are going to be in the race, but they're, I think, going to be our third. You agree third place? Yeah. Okay, so let's. you want to come yep. back to the Royals at the end? And yep, just we do, can do that. Do we'll first and second? Yep, I'm assuming you had the Indians and then Twins? Yep, that's correct. So the Twins, uh, my record is 87 and 65. What do you have? I've got them at 86 and 76. Look at that. <laughs> you want to kick off and talk a little bit about Minnesota Twins? Yeah, so, I mean, they these guys did their – the off season. I mean, they added so many pieces to this team to make them put them in a pretty good spot this year. I mean, Fernando Rodney is their closer. Brought in Zach Duke, who will be great against lefties he in this be. division with the Cleveland. Brought in Addison Reed. Jaco DeRizzi is now in the rotation. Probably going to be their opening day starter now that Santana's out for a little bit. Uh, bringing in Lance Lynn and Lo- Logan Morrison late on really good one-year deals. I mean, um, they've they've got a lot of potential in this team. The starting rotation with, you know, Barrios, Lynn... Gibson, Santana, once he's healthy. 
Um, it, it, it's going to be a solid rotation. I I worry, I guess, about the start of the season with Santana out maybe, but, again, you have more off days. So, so I think what I read is they're going to a four-man rotation yeah, to start the right. year. And then their lineup, I mean – I wonder about some of these guys if they'll be able to reproduce like they did last year. Like they've got some masters in this lineup. Eduardo dude. Escobar will he hit twenty one homers again? I don't know. I mean, will <laughs> Eddie Rosario twenty seven last year? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so I it, I guess I just question whether or not some of these guys can produce again like that. Um, That's but a fair enough point. Too, they certainly that. have brought in you know enough pieces though to to compete with the Indians. I agree with you. I mean, it, we are both kind of talking off the air that we both kind of wanted to pick the Twins, but we couldn't yeah. do it. But, I mean, don't be surprised if the Twins win the division. Don't be surprised. No, not at all. At all. I mean, the Twins could win this division. I mean, like you said, Jacob, they brought in a lot, but there's a lot of guys MIA, like you said, because you got Michael Pineda, who they have. He's out until September, right? Yeah. Then you've got Irvin Santana, who's not coming back till July-ish. Is that right? Jorge Polanco's out 80 games yep. for violating the the drug policy. Um, like you mentioned, Jake Odorizzi, Lance Lynn, Logan Morrison, big uh, additions. You know what? Uh, one of the things that could almost be called a new addition because he came over at the trade deadline. I, I really like the way Jason Castro handles the pitching staff behind the dish. Yeah. With the Astros, one of my good friends is Robert Ford, the play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. And he always raved about how good Jason Castro was handling a pitching staff. So that's something good that they have going. I think Jason Castro's bat will get a lot better. It was a lot worse last year than it normally is. So I'm kind of a Jason Castro fan. I think he's very solid behind the dish. Miguel Sano, you know, how are the, you know, the little rumors over the winter of, of some of the, you know, some of the stuff. You, I'm sure you read the stories about the possible domestic battery or whatever. Yeah. With, or sexual assault on domestic battery with him. But um, how all that, will it affect? Probably not. I mean, he's a, he's a stud. You yeah. see the way when he's healthy. My gosh, he mm-hmm. mashes the baseball. Brian Dozier might be the second best hitter in the division next to Lindor, possibly. And Dozier, he's getting approaching free agency here yeah. too. Yeah. So. And you got like you said, Rosario and Max Kepler. Don't sleep on him. Yeah. Don't sleep on Robbie Grossman. I mean, these guys and on the bench, Jake. I mean, you bucks and runs like the wind. Can he ever get on base? Yeah. You know, and then you know even Kenny Vargas on the bench. I mean, these guys can mash the baseball. No, they, their lineup one through nine, and even their bench is is solid. And, and that ballpark, the ball just seems to fly yeah, out of there. I don't it, know that why. ballpark is it made sometimes, but it's made for a team with pop like theirs. I don't know. I, I the the bullpen. I don't know. You mentioned the bullpen, and as far as the rotation, um, I th- I think the rotation is good enough. Actually, if they get healthy, if the Twins can, like you said, if the Twins can get up to a good start and stay in this. I think the back half of this year, their bol- their rotation might be good enough for a deep playoff run. If you get Santana mm-hmm. and or Pineda, just one of them has to return to stud form. Yeah. And I love Jose Barrios with the, with the strikeout ability. Yep, I think he could be really good. I don't really. I think Kyle Gibson's still around, isn't he? In this rotation, yep. he's their fifth starter. I don't really which... trust any rotation with Kyle Gibson in it. <laughs> But then again, we're throwing, we're throwing out Jason Hamill, a... so how can I say? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, kind of the same pitcher. Fernando Rodney, Addison Reed, Zach Duke, like you said. I mean, I think it's a good baseball team. And the thing about the Twins, Jake, is I feel like they have an ability, maybe even more so than Cleveland, with their young talent to go out and make another move if they need to the deadline. I feel like they're going to be almost not quite all in. It's too young. For, it's too early for that in their youth movement rebuild, but they're mm-hmm. not really that young anymore, I guess, as far as service time goes. But. Um, I think they can go out and make some moves. So I, I think this is a dangerous team, and it's going to be a team the Royals are going to have to pitch really well to. 
Yeah, it's just a team when you look at it on paper. There's there's not hard there's hardly any holes. It's really which, a bad matchup yeah. for the Royals. Sano and Dozier just absolutely kill us. In Especially the in their ballpark. Yeah, and we don't ever hit Kyle Gibson or Irvin Santana and so yeah, that's, this is going to be a, a, probably the most challenging team for the Royals to beat in the division, just be, based on some of the matchups. So, first place, Jake, Cleveland Indians. I have them at ninety and seventy-two. What do you have them at? The same, ninety and seventy-two. Wow, look at that. <laughs> um, same old, same old. We talked about Detroit, right? With injuries, you've already got Danny Salazar with shoulder issues. Going to miss the start of the year. Shocker, Jake. Michael Brantley is going to miss early parts of the year guy. with ankle injuries. <laughs> he, he's like a MVP candidate when, he, when he's healthy, He is, too. but he's, he's never around. And they do fine without him, though. Um, and then you got other guys that are China Dolls on this team that are not yet hurt but could be any second, including Lonnie Chisholm Hall and Jason <laughs> Kipnis as well. So, um, Jake, what do you think, man? Rajay Davis, World Series hero, you know, for depth, but, but that big yonder Alonzo, what do you think about that addition? I mean, it's it's essentially. I don't know if you'd say it's a wash for replacing Carlos Santana with him, but I think he's got a lot of pop. I mean, he he was he had a bunch of. I think he hit almost thirty home runs last year. Right. So he'll be a solid addition. He'll. They're not really losing anything by losing Santana, which Santana got a ridiculous contract by yeah, the way from the Phillies. Yeah, he did. One of the <laughs> but, few players. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Moose but, got a ridiculous one too, just not in the good way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so but their uh, their lineup is is solid top to bottom. Bradley Zimmer, unfortunately, we have the other Zimmer. But I don't want to talk about it. He's a rising star at the top of that I order. I want to talk about it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I loved what I saw from him last year. Um, Naquin will be filling in for Brantley, which will be fine too. He's a former first round good pick. Player. Yeah, he's good a good solid player. So I mean, you know that the middle of their order, it's it's going to be dangerous with Lindor, Ramirez, Carnacion, and Jose Ramirez Anzo. really keep this up. By I don't the way. know. That was that's that was one of my questions last year going into the year, and I think then we he both did said it no. again. And Is I just wonder. I mean, he it was, must be. He was a utility player a year and a yeah. half ago. Yeah. And now he's a guy who hits over three hundred every year. Someone check him for horse steroids. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I mean, I ha- we have to assume it's real. I mean, there's, yeah, there's enough no. data. No, I'm right? not going to doubt him this year. No. So, yeah, this lineup is really good, Jake. Francisco Lindor, do you agree he's the best offensive player in the division? I mean, I think he pretty much yeah. has to be. Yeah, absolutely. He's incredible. I mean, the Royals could have had him. He went, never mind, I don't want to talk about no, it. Let's not talk about that draft. 2011 draft. <laughs> don't drink. Don't After Bubba Starling. We were looking at that earlier tonight, the 2011 and 2012 <laughs> drafts in the first round. Don't do it. If you're a Royals yeah. fan, don't do it. And if you do do it, make sure you've got some beer around when you do it. Or maybe something harder than maybe that. Maybe something harder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, so the rotation, you know, my least favorite pitcher in all of baseball, Trevor Bauer, who, you know, <laughs> there you go. Anyway, he's in this rotation. I don't know why I brought him up first. But Corey Kluber, obviously, we know who he is. We know about Carlos Carrasco. We know Santana's out at the moment. Bauer, Tomlin, and Clevenger. I mean, Tomlin is just – the FIP says he should not be – all the different – I just remember last year – Every start waiting for him to implode, and it would yeah. never happen. They kept they, they kept saying it was coming. The advanced metrics, and it never happened. <laughs> Rotation looks freaking good though, Jake. Now, but the thing is, let's say Salazar doesn't come back, a Kluber goes out. I mean, Kluber's due to break down here pretty soon. I feel like. Yeah, it definitely could happen. So I don't know, but this but this rotation is by far the solid. best in the division. Yep, it's solid. The bullpen's pretty solid as well. Although they did lose Shaw. Better than solid, Jake. Yeah, Cody Allen and Andrew Miller. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah, you need to mention the other names. But they used to have Brian Shaw. They had that three-man punch there, seven, eight, nine, and he is no HDH though, man. Yeah, no HDH. But yeah, no, those those two are just. I mean, it's lights out. So, let's get to the Royals. Let's get to the fun part here. 
Now, first of all, before we start previewing them kind of piece by piece, Jake, what are the percent chances the Royals can win this division this year? <laughs> right now, on March 27th, what percent chance do you give oh, of winning man. AL Central? Mm. I'll think of my number. But hang on, don't say it out loud. We'll say it on three at the same time. Hang on, you got your number yet? Yeah. Okay, on three, you ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, ten. Five. <laughs> so you say 5%, I say 10%. So 7.5% chance we give them of winning this division. All right, where do we start? Let's start with the starting pitching, Jake. And I'm glad that you were able to go out and spend a lot of time in surprise this year. I did not make it out. So we're going to lean on you a lot for this Royals uh, preview here. So let's go through the starting rotation first of all. I want you to kind of give me your thoughts, one through five, and what the Royals are throwing out there. Okay, well, I mean, Duffy obviously did not have a very good spring, but he's. I'm not too concerned about him. He's still throwing the ball well. Are you concerned well. about the shoulder stiffness? I'm that... concerned about that part, yeah. I, I wasn't concerned until that happened, but, you know, he left the game the other day, said that he felt something pop, which I'd but said he's going to be fine for opening day, which that never sounds good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, especially when it's going to be like low 50s, low little breeze. Yeah, breeze. like I'm just thinking to myself, it very easily could pop again when he make that first Well, that I never like to hear pitchers say I, I pitched like, you know, 40 pitches in the game and 30 in the bullpen and I could never get warmed up. That's never really a good sign. Yeah, no, right? I'm I'm legitimately concerned about him, especially because of that. I wasn't before that. I figured, you know, the numbers are always a little inflated for guys out there. He's always just working on stuff. He doesn't crank it up. Jake, he wasn't. He- cranking it up into even into the mid-90s this spring. He's a guy that fans love, and as they should, because he loves Kansas City. He loves the Royals. He wants to be here. He's a fan favorite, as he should. Yeah. But will Danny Duffy ever take that next step? Because I feel like people have kind of turned him in their minds into, like, this number one stopper. He's never been that. No. He's never been close to a number one. He's never been, been – he's been a number two in stretches. He has in stretches a couple years ago and for a while. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, what – is he is what he is? Because he's getting to the point where he should be peaking. I mean, I I feel like he is what he is unless he proves us wrong this year. I mean, we saw one glimpse of him being an ace in the second half of 2016, and other than that, he's been basically a three or four starter right. his whole career. Right. So, I mean, this year he's going to have to take a step, and, you know, I'm obviously a little concerned after the spring he's had. So if the Royals were to get that 7.5%, he would have to pitch at least like a number two. Absolutely. It's yeah. To happen. Yeah. He has to lead this staff if they're going to have any chance. They need innings out of him, man. They need yep. 180 plus innings out of him, absolute minimum, to get where they need to get. Now, Ian Kennedy is toeing the rubber on yep. Friday night. What do we think about him? Because I, 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 he was a guy that I thought really pitched pretty well the first year of his deal. I didn't, some people seem to not like him very much because the home runs, but I was actually, I've always been a big Ian Kennedy fan. He kind of broke my heart last year with a number of his outings. And, but, you know, what what do we get out of him this year? I mean, I don't think he ever was healthy last year. Um, he had that hamstring issue that sidelined him, and he just I don't think he ever recovered because he wasn't bad in April and May before he went on the DL, and then he really struggled the rest of the year. But this spring, he looks healthy. He looks confident. He's striking a lot of guys out, which is always a good sign for him. I mean, he had a solid spring. It's just a matter, I think, if he can stay healthy, I think we could actually see more of what we saw the first year he was here. You're right about that. The health could have been an issue. Perhaps he was... I'm hoping that was it at least. Uh, yeah, perhaps some of that was mental, or, you know, trying to get the opt-out, trying to get a better deal. Maybe he felt some pressure last year, but now he's locked in for three more years uh, as a Royal. So it lives here year-round, so nice to have him. I, I expect to have a, a better year out of Ian, more like maybe the first year, you know. But father time, obviously not in his side, not that he's old, but, you know, you're usually not going to revert back to three years ago the older he gets. So yeah. but we hope for the best. Jason Hamill. As of now, the Royals' three-starter, I would be shocked if that happens past the trade deadline, you know, if that <laughs> continues 
Um, I guess, Jake, as far as Hamill goes, we have to hope it's like his old M.O. The old M.O. was he would be rock solid the first two, three months of the year and then completely fall apart the second half. Last year, he got out to a rough start and kind of turned it up there in the middle of the year. Yeah. It was in June or July, he had a pretty nice run there, didn't he, last yeah, year? Yeah, he was pitching really well those couple months that the team was playing really well. Then he kind of fell back to just mediocre the second half of the year. But he was he was terrible the first two months. I mean, it, the Royals' best case needed him to do that and dump him at the trade deadline. He's obviously yeah. not here for the long this will be his last year with the Royals. And I believe yep. they've got some guys coming up behind him in the minor leagues that can take his spot um, yes. by that time. There's not a lot of them right now. Trevor Oak's probably the main guy right now. I would he'd, say he'd, he'd be, be your number runner. six starter right now. Yeah, I think so. Maybe Almonte if they wanted to stretch him back out. And there's all his journeymen that can be found, mm-hmm. you know, such as guys last year like Sam Gavilio and some of these other guys they brought in, Mike Morin and some of these other guys they brought in, although Morin didn't start. But um, Now, the two guys I'm actually really intrigued about that I want to talk about I believe you saw both Junis and, and Carnes in person. Did you not, or is it just Junis? Yeah, I saw them both. Okay, and so we did we did actually, a, which I thought was a really good poll question, on, at Royal, our Twitter is at Royals Clubhouse on there, asking who has the bigger year, Nate Carnes or Jacob Junis. Your thoughts on that, and kind of tell me what you expect from both guys this year. I mean, they were both extremely impressive this spring. Um, they, they both, it was like they were trying to outdo each other. I mean... Carnes struck at 18 and 13 innings, the 1.980 ERA. Say it again. That's sexy. I want to hear it again. <laughs> 18 Ks in 13.2 innings. Not safe for work. Yeah. And then Junis, 14.1 innings, 20 Ks. Yeah, that's like pretty identical. It, yeah. And a, a .7 whip from him this spring. I love both of those guys. <laughs> so, I don't think those guys get enough credit well, or no, like love. To, I, I don't think people understand how Especially hard it is Junis. to put those numbers up in Arizona. Right. I mean, those flies. Yeah. And they were, yeah, guys were not, no one was making solid contact on them. They both looked great. And I think Carnes, I mean, we saw how good he can be before he got hurt last year. I believe he had a, what, a 12 strikeout night last year yeah. before was his injury? It, was it more than that or was it 12? He had a yeah. 12, I think, and he had a 10, like, within yeah. a couple starts of each other. Um, And he's had a, he had a, I believe he had a nine strikeout night in the spring. You know he reminds me of? Like, just the way he wears his uniform and kind of looks as Justin Verlander. I'm not yeah. saying stuff-wise. I'm not <laughs> saying he's, I'm not saying he's as good as Justin Verlander. But just, like, the way he carries himself and stuff, I see a little Verlander in him. It's just, yeah, it's nice to have a couple guys in a rotation who can actually miss bats because I feel right. like we've been lacking that for a while. Well, and both, Duffy can when he yeah, when, the when he's on. gets away. Yeah. But with both of these guys, definitely can. And I'm I'm excited to see what they both can do. I mean, we saw Junis was great last year. I mean, he was, Yeah, he's got a slider that is I just don't think Junis nasty. is talked about enough. No, not at all. Like, it, think, it seems like there's like people forget about how good he was. I feel like a lot of people. Because he wasn't a huge prospect is why. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just forget how talented both of these guys are. Both are, for sure. Now let's so overall the starting rotation, Jake. Where do you put this in the division? Is this kind of like, like the number three? It probably really is kind of the number. Maybe Detroit might be better if they're healthy. Is yeah, just like because I mean you got obviously Detroit's ace Fulmer is better than anybody we have. But is this like a, the third or fourth best depending on what Detroit does? I would say so. Yeah, probably third or fourth. But it, I think it has the potential to be to be one of the better ones if these guys it could can be all a hit. Two because I mean, the Twins have some issues. If if Duffy and Carnes stay healthy and take well, yeah, game. it's there's a lot of ifs. I mean, everyone has to stay healthy, and I mean, you've got Carnes and Junis both have to have to perform. Kennedy has to get back to to himself and stay healthy. And you're gonna need a sixth and seventh guy inevitably because there'll be some misstarts. Yeah. You know, Oaks is gonna have to come up. I'm sure we'll see Trevor Oaks. Trevor Oaks looked good this spring, too. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a bit. Now, the bullpen. So we think we pretty much know the bullpen. Let's kind of go through. I don't know, Jake. You need to make me feel a little bit better about this. Make me feel better. Because <laughs> this, this is the one part of this team that really scares me. And some of that's because, you know, the guys we've had, we've had great bullpens for really since Dayton's been here. 
I mean, that's that's the good news. Dayton knows how to make a good bullpen. That's one good thing. So I imagine they'll probably be better than I think they are. But they're not going to be superhuman, like we've been accustomed to for most of the last five, six years. So, Jake, I'm a, I'm losing sleep borderline over this bullpen. Make me feel better about this bullpen, or can you not? I mean, it's going to be hard because, well, I think we have a pretty good idea of what this bullpen is going to look like. But still, there's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of new faces. There's not right. really guys you can rely on here. I mean, you used to think you could rely on Kelvin Herrera, but I, after last year, do you feel like you can no. are going to feel comfortable if he comes into a game? In not the early, at least. Yeah, same with Maurer. I mean, those oh, are your gosh. two guys that you feel like are the big names you have to lean on, and that's that's an issue. I mean, this bullpen's the biggest problem with the team. Agreed. I mean, there's definitely some young arms that could come up and be really good, um, but it's yeah, I, I don't think I can talk you into. Th- <laughs> I don't think I can sell you on this bullpen right now. Jake, was it worth getting rid of Joaquin Soria and Scott Alexander, or basically, <laughs> is, is it worth getting rid of? You know, Scott Alexander to get rid of Joaquin Soria is a better way to put it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am so glad not to have to see Soria's name as one of the options. Right. That are you know what's so bad about it is I was the biggest Soria defender, and I love the guy, and he's, he, he still should be a Royals Hall of Famer, yeah. but he might have made a borderline now. And it's not just the way he pitched. It's how he handled himself. He was not respected, I can tell you, 100% confirmed in the clubhouse. He wouldn't talk a single interview all year. He blamed the media for his problems the year before. I mean, you're a Blame veteran me. making big bucks. Go out and pitch and, and be like Hosmer and Gordon and Moss and these other guys. Stand up there and answer the damn questions, dude. Don't forget blaming the outfield defensive line. Oh, that's right. The, the no doubles <laughs> defense. We should have been playing no doubles. <laughs> well, even if you were, the ball hit the freaking wall. It was when Dyson was out there. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because Dy- Dyson, who can run down the ball hit the anything. fence. <laughs> no doubles. Dude. I don't even know if he still would have gotten and hit the fence. Yeah, I don't, Jake, you're, you're frustrating me. Don't, don't let's not talk about this anymore. New subject. No, but for real. Bullpen wise, I'm you know, the Royals had Blaine Boyer once before a few years ago. Got <laughs> rid of him, never even gave him a call up, and now he's back, and he could be one of the key members. That doesn't make me feel very comfortable. No, he he is probably going to be one of the guys you have to rely on. Those three at the back, him and Maurer yeah. and Soria yeah. and, and Grim probably. I Grimm, mean, he just yeah. got cut by the Cubs, mm-hmm. which I mean, they, he still was having a solid spring. But he misses bats at least. That's good news. Yeah, that is true. A guy perhaps you can bring in to clean up messes. Maybe a, maybe that's the guy. The seventh and eighth inning when guys are on base at third base with one out that you get. You try to get that strikeout to avoid the sack fly or ground ball to get that lead or tying run in. Um, but some of the other guys in the bullpen, Jake, Brad Keller. You yep. saw him pitch a couple of times. Yep, he's got a live arm. Tell me about Brad Keller. He's got a live arm, a good breaking ball, throws in the mid-90s. He's, I believe, 22 years old and young, a real five guy. I mean, he's... 23, I think. Yeah, but um, he's he's a good young arm. He's the type of guy who's... I mean, he's going to be in this bullpen, I think. I'm mm-hmm, pretty sure. pretty certain he's going to be in it. It's a done deal. On that and, one. yeah, I, I think he's going to be a guy to watch who could be a guy who ends up in the back of the pen at some point. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, on, So, like, look at it this way. So, like, remember I said there's no way Hamill's going to be the number three come July or August? Yeah, there's. I'd be shocked if somebody like Blaine Boyer lasts the whole year. Yeah, let's put it this way: either Boyer or Maurer, if not both of them, will not be a part of this bullpen or if, or the back end of this bullpen by midseason. Because there's going to be a guy like a Keller that steps up, or a Tim Hill who we believe will make the opening day roster, as many reports have said, or a Brian Flynn. It could be any of these other lefties that they have out there, any of other young guys. And there's plenty of guys. You get Kevin McCarthy sitting down in Omaha, which is kind of a surprise that he didn't make the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a shocker, obviously, because there's. You got Flynn's out of options, and Keller's a Rule 5 guy is going to be on the roster. So not a shocker, but I think the Royals do have some. You know, Almonte really looked good. Did you see Almonte throw the spring, by the way, at all? I did, yeah. Yeah, I did They see say he was once. like – I didn't – again, I've not been out there this year. I mean, he was, did his stuff look like it used to? Explosive? Did he look really good again? He did. He looked confident. He was dominant. Um, 
I mean, he, he was dominant this spring. I don't know if he even gave up a run this spring. Yeah, he his was seven, good. His seven outings, um, which is exciting. I mean, but I think they want to see him do it for a longer extended period of time before they give him another chance there up here. There was a time where people thought Miguel Almonte would be better than Yodano Ventura. I remember that time very yeah. well. So a guy that maybe can reach down and find it. So the bullpen, I think we both agree at this point, is – one of the two or three worst, maybe the worst in the division. Just depends. Kind of like the Royals, Twins, or, yeah, not Twins. The Royals, White Sox, and Tigers are kind of all the same, I feel like, in the bullpen. The Royals might be better, actually, than at least they have some veteran guys. Like, at least Graham and Maurer and Soria and some of these guys are veteran guys. But I don't know, Jake. I don't feel great about it. No. Guys like Willie Peralta, who got just absolutely lit up this spring. Gonna, I don't and I don't even know if he's going to make it, but they're on the hook for a million and a That's half. I'm surprised about this. So, We're still waiting for the confirmation on the yeah. on the Hill and Flynn. It makes sense, but I would have thought Peralta would make the opening day. And I thought maybe even Birch Smith might have made it since the Rule 5. But, um, you know, it makes sense keeping Flynn. He's out of options. But yeah. the Tim Hill surprised me a bit because that means either Tim, Peralta yeah. or, Bur- or, or Birch Smith is not going to make it because Tim Hill could, could have been sent back down. That's, to that's what I thought. Not that Tim Hill didn't pitch well enough to make the roster. Right. He absolutely – arm angles, man. Yeah. Love no, it. no, he'll <laughs> – he's an intriguing guy. Of, a lot of you probably haven't seen him throw yet. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's not Summerine, but it's it's close. And you don't see I've that seen, often from a left-hander. seen him a couple of times at Northwest Arkansas, and, and I was wondering why nobody ever talked about him. Well, he'll be a good guy to have, especially with all the left-handed bats with Cleveland and Minnesota, to have a guy like that in your pen is is key. Which makes sense, and then also, you know, we're going to have, what, three lefties in the bullpen, right? So Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. So getting to the offense, going around the horn, Jake, what's your prediction kind of for this lineup? Do you, have, do you have a lineup prediction in front of you, or am I putting you on the spot too much? I mean, I don't have a necessarily a, a prediction for them. Um, I, I like the lineup the way it looks now. I mean, obviously, it would be look a little better if Bonifacio was in there. Right. But it sounds like they wouldn't have even signed John Jay. If, according to Dayton Morris said in an interview this past week, they wouldn't have even signed Jay. They already knew that Bonifacio was going to be on the shelf for 80 games with the with the suspension. So, I mean, it's, it's not a bad lineup. I think with Moose, Perez, and Duda in the middle, you have you know, some – Pretty good power there. Big time um, power. You got you I think know, 30 with, home run potential yeah, from all three Plus of them. with Witt, who just I think is going to constantly get on base in the two-hole. Yeah. Plus, yeah, plus his John home. Jay. I mean, yeah. And Witt was yeah. I mean, the top of the order, like John Jay is a guy who, I mean, he's not a flashy guy. He's not a guy who's going to ever hit the ball out of the ballpark, but he hits about 280, 290 every he gets on base. He's a good base runner, pretty good outfielder. He's a solid player. I mean, he'll but be. What they got him for, you can't yeah. complain. It's a one-year deal. I mean, that's the thing. None of these guys are really blocking. You you could argue that maybe Ryan O'Hearn or Frank Schwindel or Hunter Dozier should have, you know, maybe been playing first base. I mean, you could make that argument that that maybe they're blocking there, but you have to take Moose back in the deal, so you can't bitch about Cuthbert. Yeah. Um, and then Montefacio went out, so you can't whine about Jay. So I mean, really, the only thing you can whine about as far as them blocking anybody because they're all one-year deals would maybe mm-hmm. be at first base. Would you agree? Sure, yeah. But again, I, I think you still are probably going to see those guys later in the year because I don't think Lucas Duda is on this team for the whole season. Yeah, depending on how they do. Yeah. I mean, you look around the horn here, Jake. What do we expect from Lucas Duda? You know, it's a guy that nobody seems to talk about. People around here remember him, obviously, for his defense and his throws in the World Series, but he's known mm-hmm. for his bat, as you said, 30 home run kind of guy. Yeah, he can hit you 30. He's got power. He's going to give you a good at bat. And um, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's going to put up solid numbers. He's Gonna hit probably in the five holes. What I'm thinking behind Perez, depending on how Ned structures this, but it's either gonna be the three hole or five hole, depending on what he wants to do with Moose. I would hit Moose in the three hole. I would but, too. That would make more sense. Yeah. 
Um, we'll talk a little bit more about some of this later, some of these other guys that I wanted to bring up right now. But Escobar, <laughs> what's the deal? What's, what's the deal between him and Mondesi? What's the succession plan? Because I feel like I feel like the Royals don't know what, they're, like, what to do with this. Because why was Raul Mondesi on the World Series roster making his debut when you had a guy <laughs> like Whit Merrifield down there ready, right? Yep. Then the next year, you know, he's in last year he's your opening day guy at second base when you have Whit ready. Like they for all this time push him when mm-hmm. they were winning, and now they when they could actually use him to development time, they want to put him back in the minor leagues. I know he got hurt, but I don't think he was going to make this opening day roster anyway. So once they signed Escobar, the way it was lined up, mm-hmm. and they but they don't seem willing at all to give Escobar days off. I mean, is he going to be in there 162 again this year? I'm going to actually I'm going to give you an over under question right now. <laughs> I had this one for later, but I'll bring it out now. Alcides Escobar. Over under 135 games started at shortstop this year. I'm going to say over just because of the track record. Not that I'm happy about it. Well, (laughs) the thing is, though, I think if he goes over 135, I'd like to hope that means they're competing. Yeah. Because they're not going to pull him out if they're they're winning. No. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I I don't know what the deal is. I I guess Dayton's basically said it's the injury is what has – Put, pushed it back on Mondesi because he got hurt playing winter ball, right? And then he got he's been struggling with his shoulder this spring training. I mean, he's been DHing because he can't play the field. So that's I think I mean, but I don't think he was gonna make the team anyway. No, They've had some nice play. excuses that have come in. For maybe him. they're just trying to buy another year, you know. And, and maybe so, yeah. But at, at some point, we've got to see him playing every day, and preferably, I like to see that at shortstop. Yeah, that's um, you know, early in the year we heard Ned talking or spring training talking about moving Merrifield all over so that you know Mondesi and Escobar could. Play. Why? Why? No, Merrifield's you I, know, double hitter of either of those two guys. <laughs> why are you moving him around, right? And, yeah, and maybe they just think he needs one more year, and that's why Escobar's here one more year, and then they're going to make the switch, or maybe make the switch halfway through the year. I don't, I don't know what it's the interesting, plan is. Because yeah. I was, I was not surprised when they signed Escobar, and neither were you. But no. but then again, I was surprised when they signed Escobar, right? <laughs> yeah. You're not surprised, but you are surprised because it's like, shouldn't we be done with this by now? Like we love, <laughs> love Esky; he's a core part, you know. <laughs> He could be a Royals Hall of Famer, Jake. He probably is a Royals Hall of Famer. Probably if you go back is. and look, I think he's probably for sure going to be in the Royals Hall of Fame. But like at some point, you know, it's you know an era is over and you move on. And when you're rebuilding, you've got you know Nicky Lopez on the horizon, mm-hmm. who's one of my favorite prospects, and you've got Montesi, and you've got Merrifield, and even a guy that no one talks about, Humberto Ortega, who's not a big prospect, but he's a nice utility option, and Ramon Torres. I mean, they just they have all these guys. It's just odd to me that they went and brought him back. But I'm not complaining. It was what a million and a half? Is that what it was? One year, yeah, I or was it two and a half, a million and a half, two and a half. It was dirt I'd cheap. I have to look it up, but yeah, whatever it was. But um, the outfield. Talk to me about Alex Gordon. How concerned are you <laughs> with him? I mean, he he was terrible this spring. I mean, he had only a handful of hits. I think five or six total the whole spring. And a couple of them came in one game. Yeah, right? most of those came the first game when I was out and there. And the last game, didn't he? Yeah, two um, like two infield six, hits. Yeah. yeah. He's just not driving the ball. He's not hitting the ball opposite field at all. It's kind of the same story. It's been the last what year and a half, two well, you're years a good now. Hitter. You are a college baseball player. Is it with him? Is it approach? Does he just? Does he, is it who he is? Does he need to say, "Hey, I'm not Alex Gordon now." I'm. A, is, is he trying to hit 20 home runs, Jake, and, and be who he has been his whole career? Does he need to just turn into slap hitter, move the runner over, try to help us win? Like, is that going on, or what? Do you, what do you think? What? What's I'm, going on and what's the answer? I'm not sure. I, I don't think he's willing to adjust. And um, I, th- I think, I don't know if his bat speed's, I think it's slowed down a little bit. I think ever, and maybe it has to do with the wrist injury from a couple of years ago. 
as to why maybe he started taking a different path to the ball. It did but, seem to coincide with but, that. Because I was watching, of course, last night I was watching some video of him hitting in 2015 just because I wanted to see as like if I could pick anything up on him. I wonder your and wife hates you. <laughs> All you do is watch Royals. Yeah, but his, I mean, I was just watching some of the playoff footage, like how quick his bat was and his bat speed and just his movement was so much less in his hands. Like I feel like he's just messed with it so much now that he doesn't, he's thinking about what he's doing with his hands up there. I mean, he used to be so simple and quick to the ball. Well, I hope he's able to turn this around and, I mean, really, all he's got to do at this point with his defense and leadership and equity he's built up in this organization and city, just give me 240. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Hit me 10 home runs and go play defense. I agree, and yeah. Don't put pressure I, on yourself. Just help the team win. I hope he can figure it out. And I, I, mean, hope, the fan, I hope a lot of these quote-unquote fans, the newer ones, don't start turning on him, Jake, because that no. would be a very, very, very angry Davo. <laughs> and, 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 and really a sad situation. Like It's kind of similar to how Mike Sweeney was treated by some Royals fans towards the end of his career. A guy who was loyal and stayed with the hometown team and, you know, was hurt and couldn't produce like he wanted to at the back half of his career and he got some backlash. I hope it doesn't end up happening at all with Gordon. That's, well, that's, that's the thing. You know Alex works harder than anybody, than anybody. out there. Yeah, Period. it's. I mean, he's been in a he, serious funk and he's going to keep working until he can figure it out. Those people booing him, he works way harder at their job than they do at their own job. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Having the big slump in spring training is not necessarily the worst thing to happen, though. At least it's not happening in the regular season. Maybe he can figure something out here. Now... The bench, real quick, before I've got three other offensive questions, before we get to your questions from Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse. The bench, Drew Terra, Ryan Goins, Paulo Orlando, and anything stick out there? Um, I mean, Goins had a really good spring. He can play short, second, and third. He's a gamer, man. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the way he plays. I think I think he'll fit in nicely. Um, but And then Paulo, I think... I think he's probably going to play multiple days a week at least. I think they want to play him in right field and DH Solaire some. What Solaire's about Cuthbert? Yeah, Solaire's defense hasn't Cuthbert. gotten any better, by the way. How many bats uh, are he, his last one? What? Solaire's defense hasn't gotten any better, by the way. More banana routes? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Over under 400 bats, Cuthbert. Ooh. Um, I mean, I'm... I'm going to say overdue to just due to the Bonifacio injury because I think he's going to DH a lot early like in the season. Four days a week. Yeah, I think play he'll third one day a week. Mm-hmm. And then Solaire. And that's twice that's, a week DHs and gets one game off a week yeah. and ride or something. Yeah, and that's with the expectation, yeah, that he's he's DHing that much and that Moose is probably moved by the deadline. That that's could happen as well because then he's going to get every day at bats the rest of the season. So talk to me about Jorge Solaire, Jake. Um, are you buying or selling on this guy? So he's 26 years old, so technically he's still young enough, but it should start happening now. If it's going to happen, yeah. if he's going to hit 30 home runs and become a stud, it's going to happen, like now or next year at the latest, or it's not going to happen. I mean, we'll know in the next two years, obviously. I th- yeah, I think this is the year you're going to find out whether he's actually a player or not. Is I mean, he or not, Jake? I, I'm kind of leaning towards that he is just because, I mean, he actually worked hard this offseason. He he worked with a hitting coach. He slimmed down about 15, 20 pounds. He is just at all muscle now. I mean. And, our version of Miguel Sano. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, he's going to, I think he's going to at least we'll see the power this year. I don't know if he's going to hit for average ever or, or anything. Or, But I think his plate discipline looked better this spring. It's a, we're just going to have to find out. I think he needs the everyday major league at bats, though, to figure out what he actually is. So what do you think? He's in right field, knowing that as bad as his defense is. They'll probably use Paulo as a defensive replacement in the eighth inning whenever they have a lead. Yes. Paulo will probably actually end up playing like 110 games if he, oh, yeah. if he stays healthy. But So is Jorge Soler kind of a four-day-a-week in right field starter 
one day a week at DH and then one game a week off type guys. That That's what I think. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah, I, I think you'll see somewhat of rotation with those guys. Okay. Now, backup catcher. I loved Cameron Gallagher last year. Love mm-hmm. the way he played. Drew Butero was not good defensively the last two months of the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what happened because he used to be. I also know he had some key at-bats for the Royals during their postseason run, that bat in Houston where he drew the walk in game four. Um, back in yep. uh, 2015 was the key at bat of that game. Nobody remembers that at bat, but it was. So Drew Butera, that's not to say anything bad about him, but I was very disappointed with the amount of money he's getting paid as a backup catcher with, with his defense last year. Is he going to last the whole year? I don't know. And that's a good question. And I don't know what happened with his defense either. I remember some of those crucial games oh, like apart. in July last year. Remember that one game against like Boston where uh-huh. he just could not block the ball for some reason. It was Brian Pena defense like. Yeah. But I, I, that's the thing is I, I do like Gallagher as well. I mean, I liked what I saw from him last year when he was up. So I think we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if he'll, he'll be here the whole year or not. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And my other question I had for you before we get to listener questions, um, how much is this year going to hurt Jorge Bonifacio's development? How concerned are you about this as a, as a step back? You know, it, it sucks because coming into the spring, before, especially before we'd signed everybody, he was the guy I was most excited about to watch every day because of just how productive he was last year in his, I mean, he had limited at-bats the second part of the year. I mean, I, that was the Melky Cabrera trade never even made sense to me, really, because Bonifacio was hitting at That's the time. That's when it fell apart. Yeah, and then he he never got at-bats after that, and the team fell apart immediately um, because he's he looked like a pro last year. I mean, he didn't... I'm. He was consistent all year long, and I was excited to see a full year of him to see if he could do it again. But having, I mean, this year is it's basically like a lost year to me. I mean, yeah, because he can't he, even he can't even begin. Can he play in the minors then during the suspension? Can, I don't he, think he can. Can he? He can only. Yeah, he can't play in any like actual minor league games. I think he can. He can like work out and stuff. So still the Royals the, are looking to having him back yeah. probably after the All Star break. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say that's that's about right. So you're going to get probably, him for, actually, you know, what probably happen is once they the trade deadline, once they make their moves, they'll come up in August and September. Yeah, so it's kind of a lost year for him, which which really sucks for his development because he was he was in such a good groove last year. I thought. And we think overall, what do we hope this year, Jake? I guess we do. We either hope that the Royals get up to a great start, compete the whole year, and go all in. Not all in, but I was <laughs> don't, no, that's not I meant. I meant they don't trade anybody. Do we hope the Royals? We either want them right to compete, not trade people, and win the division, right? Or we want them to kind of—I don't want to say tank, but get off to a rough start and just clean house and, and you know, fill the pipeline because you got four draft picks in the top fifty coming up and arguably the best draft class in ten years. I mean, this is a, this is an important year for the yeah with the organization. We cannot whiff on more than one of these four picks that they have coming up. You know, no, what has got to nail these picks. This you got to nail these picks and. You make a trade or two, maybe you could trade a Kelvin Herrera at the deadline. The thing Royals are going to have a lot of guys of value, Jake, with attractive contracts. Oh, absolutely. Kelvin Kelvin Herrera's end of the deal, so he's dirt cheap. Danny Duffy's got a very, you know, club friendly yeah. contract. I don't think they would trade Salvador Perez, but they do have catching is probably actually their best position mm-hmm. in the minors as far as depth. They've got a lot, but they're still two or three years away. But they've got a lot of good catching prospects. But I mean, you, you look at him and you go on Duda and Moose. Yep. And Merrifield, and I mean, there's guys everywhere. I mean, there's attractive John Jay. There's attractive yeah. guys that they're playing well. That the contracts aren't going to cost anybody anything. So this is a huge year for the team. So, you know, do you have to look at this? I think we both agree. There's no way in hell the Royals are winning the World Series this year. So do you know? Do we just look at this year as no matter what, it's a rebuild year. We're just going to have some fun. I mean, 
The problem is, you know, if you get out to a good start, then what do you do, Jake, with all these? Because after this year, all these guys on one-year deals or on last year's of their deals, you're letting them walk for nothing. We saw the market this winter. There aren't too many $50 million, if any, on this roster right now for this yeah. winter. So what are your kind of thoughts on that as far as, you know, what to think and, and how many guys you think might get traded? I mean, it. yeah, I, I do wonder what would happen if they get off to a hot start because that kind of does, I guess, change things. I mean, do you right. want, I mean, you obviously want to root for them, but – Right. At the same yeah. time, even if they get off to a hot start, do you think they're still going to make the playoffs? I mean, probably not. It would probably just end up being a bad scenario for us where they would compete and then end up 500 and not end up trading any of the guys. And wait, you know, and not get yourself but a good prospect of two or three or four. I I would be surprised honestly if they get off to that really hot start and are actually competing. I I think they'll be at a point where if they're they're probably going to be under 500 around June or July and they'll start shipping guys off. I look at it as a win-win year. I do too. Like yeah. If, if they win, I'm happy. Like me personally, if they lose, I'm gonna say I'm happy, but I'm like, okay, well that's cool. You know, we're you're one of a rebuild. I've accepted that. Let's go get some more players. And then the good thing is, here's the good thing about that this rebuild. So like, year one's the worst, right? Because yeah, you know, you're two, three, four years away, but you only know a couple of the names. You know, there's Melendez down there, future catcher, and Vallo, and you know, some arms down there we've talked about. Like you got your Stamonts and. Um, you could even, you know, some people, you throw in your Lopez, as I know, Hearns and Swindells if you wanted to, maybe Dozers. But I'm talking guys who will really be a part of the next wave that are down there, your Mondeses and some of these guys further down in the lower half of the minors. So you know some of them, your Prados, on and on and on. But you don't really know most of them yet. But after this year, Jake, you get four top picks. Now you know what your rebuild is. Now you know what your future is. You have four names to put your name on. Or you go trade Herrera and, and, uh, and Duda and you get two more. So, like, this is the worst year right now because we don't know – the future mm-hmm. names yet. But after this year, remember how it was when Hosmer and Moose came up? We yeah. knew who they were for three years before they got here. After this year, we'll know who we're pinning our hopes on. Like, this is the most important year for the Royals other than the year they won the World Series in ages, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And when they got bought by David Glass to save the club. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not, trying to over, I'm not trying to over-exaggerate here, but the point is it's a really important year. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And we're going to – it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, it's a it's, this is the year they can rebuild. Or I mean – actually draft some guys also that could be part of the future the year they have to hit on those picks they have so they to could get year. some prospects and return if they hit in the picks um, this year they could be as you know really good as soon as 2020 2021 yeah so it's gonna be interesting I, I think there's still I mean even though you're not expecting to compete really this year there's a lot to be excited about with this season I, mean, I agree it's gonna be a fun year so I, with that oh by the way we didn't say what we had the Royals record at let me get to that my Royals record Jake this year is 77 and 85. I've got them at 75 and 87. Interesting. So, so I'm two games more. Pretty close there. Than you. All right. So, oh, actually, I forgot. Before we get to the questions, we got to do our player of the year, pitcher of the year, and comeback player of the year. Yes. Royals player of the year, you go first. Um, I'm going to go with Witt. Damn and it. Stole my pick. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw him play this spring, he, he was one of the, not just the best player on the team and on the field every day, but probably one of the best players in the entire Cactus League. I mean, the guy looks like a star. I think he'll be an all-star this year. I mean, I think he's that good. How did he good. not get called up all these years? I, Jake, I don't just know. Just so you know, I was clamoring <laughs> for this guy on this website. You can find my interview with Witt. I interviewed him. I've known this guy for a long time. I've been talking about this guy for several years, and they refused to give him a shot. I never understood it. It was a yeah. whole, I guess, just he wasn't a bonus baby and was looked at as just a, a gritty guy who didn't have the tools. He's a cute guy. But I mean, he's been putting up these numbers for a long time. Now, not, not so, now I'm not saying I thought he'd come up and do this. I'm not going to claim that. <laughs> but I thought he'd become like a Mike Avila's type. Yeah. Kind of. 
better Mike Avila. Kind of different kind of player, but similar in that they were overlooked organizational guys, middle infielders that took forever to get called up. But I'm with you, man. You look last year, he was 28 last year. So here's the thing. He's not that young. No. That's why you have to consider if he has that monster year, can you imagine the the package they could get for an all-star yeah. who has, what, th- would it be four more years of, or on the – he's pre-arbitration. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> what you could get for him and he's in his prime? I mean, because he's going to be 31, 32, 33 in entering free agency when the Royals are probably getting all these young guys they're drafting mm-hmm. up here. So at that point, you know, like th- th- this might be the guy that makes the most sense to move this year. I mean, you could get a, a haul for him, Jake. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's one or – you know, that's for sure a top 100 prospect. Yeah, I would overall I, I would MLB. Think so. You know, maybe if somebody has two of them, you know, you could throw in another piece and get two. Can you imagine packaging like him and Herrera? Yeah, to a no, contender absolutely. and saying, "Hey, give us two <laughs> top hundred prospects. Give us your, you know, number one and number four, or two and three prospects for these two guys." Can you imagine what that would do for our organization? No, that'd be incredible, and I think he's going to have the type of year too that's going to get a lot of interest from teams. Last year, uh, I think the on base is going to go up. By the way, three twenty four on base last year when he was twenty eight. I see three forty this year as he gets to know the league a little bit better. Yeah, um, he stole 34 bases last year. I see no reason he can't steal 40, other than the fact that if he's sitting in the two hole, perhaps John Jay will be in front of him sometimes, and perhaps they yeah. don't want him running quite as much. So maybe he won't hit 40, but I think he's certainly capable of at least getting to 30. Um, the seven or the 19 home runs, I think will maybe be a little less, maybe about the same. I think he's probably a 15 to 20. That's what I think too. Home run guy, but you look at 784 OPS. I think that's going to be about 800. I mean, yeah, I, I see no reason why Jake and. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, pitcher of the year. I'll let you go first again on this one. I went with Jake Junis. Damn it! <laughs> We're on the same Quit page here, apparently. stealing my players, Jake. <laughs> Why? I, I mean, I, I love what I saw from him the second half of the year, and I just I, I think he's got – he he's a strikeout pitcher, which we just haven't had many starters recently like that. He's a guy who I just think is going to take the next step this year and be awesome. I mean, I think he's going to be one of the guys – the one probably guy you can count on this rotation – I Every single so. day. Oh, I hope his, there's more his, than him. I mean, yeah, but his his slider is is devastating. Yeah, it's it, it's fantastic. So I, I think he's gonna have a big year, and I think he'll I think he's gonna be the pitcher of the year for us. Last year, nine and three for Junis, a four three zero, struck out eighty and ninety eight in the third. I think the K's are gonna go up, Jake, in the innings. Hopefully, they get the innings up to about one hundred seventy, one hundred seventy five. You don't want to completely overwhelm the guy, but get him up around there. Yeah, um, I see. So I'm gonna say. 14 wins and a 3.75 ERA with 175 innings for Jake Junis this year. Yeah. But 160 strikeouts. No, that sounds good. I'm going to go first on this one because you keep stealing my damn things. (laughs) Comeback player of the year. Let me guess. You had Kelvin Herrera, too. No. Oh, good. All right. Let me talk about (laughs) Kelvin Herrera. I have Kelvin Herrera as my comeback player of the year. Um, Now, last year was all legit, Jake. That's, That's the thing. Like, We've never seen him. Didn't he? Had, was he? He was the one right that didn't give up a home run for a single series. He gave up like one home run in his last two years, and then yeah. he had nine last year, right? Is that what it was? But four two five ERA last year, and that's legit. Fit matched that. Um, they haven't four three zero, so it was it was pretty good there. His career high WHIP. You look at his WHIP like the year before that was like zero point nine something, one point three four eight last year. Way too many walks and hits per innings pitched. I see that coming down. I think he's going to get closer. You look back at his twenty sixteen. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going back to a 0.9, but 1-1 whip, 2.75 ERA, good enough to make him a very good closer and, and a nice, you know, get you one good, really good prospect um, in July. Now, some of this is probably hope. I'm not so sure I'm super sold that that's going to happen, but that's my pick for comeback player of the year. 
Yeah, and he he needs to have that type of year. I mean, this is a big year for Herrera as well. It's his one and only time yeah. to get a big deal. Yep, absolutely. After this year, he's going to be too old. And the shelf, you know, as we know, the shelf life on top line relievers is not real long. Hopefully, he's yep. a little bit longer because he's been great. Want to see him do well this year and, and get the deal with somebody else he deserves. Yep, I agree. Want to go? Me go with mine? Yeah. Uh, my comeback player of the year is Ian Kennedy. I love it, Jake. And, Good um, pick. Good pick. Again, I, I cited earlier. I I don't think he was healthy last year. I I don't have the numbers in front of me from last year, but they were terrible. I can tell you I all of them. I don't want to look at him. <laughs> I don't want to look at him. Um, I I think you'll see him get back to his his norm where he has you know an ERA probably in right around four, maybe a little higher. Um, but. I think he's a guy who can get back to striking guys out. I think he's 190 innings, 200 innings. Yeah, a guy who can give you the innings you need and a guy who looks confident again this spring. Let's hope the balls aren't juiced again this year, man. One good thing, by the way, one thing I'm going to give the Royals props for, by the way, Jake, is is the organizational philosophy of going to ground ball pitchers now. Because yeah. Dayton, Dayton Moore is always ahead, right? Because when you, you go back to certain things he's done, the bullpen and the defense. And even like drafting, you know, manipulating the system to get Will Myers in the third round and all these different guys load up, you know, all different things. He's he seems like he's all he's kind of like Billy Bean in a way, like like a, more of a modern day Billy Bean. Like he's always seems to be ahead of a lot of people. People are Man. copying the Royals now with the bullpen and the defense and that athleticism. But now he and I'm not saying he's the only one that realizes this. I'm not saying that, but it, it's good to see all these guys he brings. An Oaks ground ball pitcher, yep. Barlow ground ball pitcher. You go around, he's he's getting guys either miss bats or keep the ball on the ground because. That's where baseball is going. These, these hitters are getting bigger and stronger. The balls, I don't know what's up with the balls. <laughs> Kaufman is not quite the pitcher's paradise it used to be. It's still no. you know better than average for pitchers, but it, it sure ain't difficult to get it out of there anymore, Jake. Yeah. So no. I, I just want to give Dayton some props for what the Royals are doing and bringing in a lot of ground ball pitchers. All right, so our Twitter, by the way, is at Royals Clubhouse. How many questions do we have? We have a decent amount, don't we? We've got, yeah, let's see. He's counting right now. Like about nine. About nine questions. Yeah. Let's get to them here before we wrap up. Okay, first one. Does Mondesi make the opening day roster, or is it no. Goins that gets the nod? And I think we, we already went over this. Do we know these are from, by the way, so we can give him a shout-out? Yeah, this is from at jcrockett505. No, I think Mondesi's hurt. That's that's not going to happen. Yeah, um, I think there's a better. there would have been a better chance, at least when he opened the spring, he came out, and, of course, he's drilling the ball the first couple of days, looks great, is in the field, but then he immediately got hurt. I think there was a little bit better chance then because that was before we signed Duda and Moose and Jay. Um, but, yeah, he's he's not making the roster. I, and Goins, right? Did we get Goins during spring training too? We got him, I believe, Very right beginning. before it started. Yeah. So so there was a better chance By then. By the way, were you? was I the only one that was depressed that Michael Saunders got cut? I freaking love I that was. guy. Yeah, and he looked he's a, pretty he was good. He an all-star two years ago. Yeah. No, I, I would have kept him. I don't understand. I mean, I'm not trying to hate on Paulo, but I mean, I guess Paul is a much better defender, and they and they see Solaire needing, you know, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. And maybe Paul's, they don't want to have Paul's an... a great guy. And he lives here. And we love him, but man, I would have loved to have had Michael Saunders in this roster. But maybe, I, maybe I, you know, I didn't see him play. Maybe he's not the same Michael Saunders. You know? I feel like maybe if they're actually trying to compete, it would have been maybe a, a move to put him on a bench. But when you're got a guy you're trying to develop like Solaire, you're probably wanting him to be in there every day. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. Let's go to our next one. This is from at dnew513. Will Moose, Duda, Duffy, and Witt all be on the roster at the end of the year? Okay, let's go one by one. What's the first one? Moose. Let's start with Moose. Will he be on the roster at the end of the year? No. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he will. Unless he's hurt or having a subpar year. That's a guy. See, here's the deal. These are so hard to answer because, uh, okay, I, the fan <laughs> of me just wants them to compete, so I don't want to trade any of these guys. But <laughs> uh, Okay, no, we'll just say no. Yeah, I, yeah, we we could just say no because I I think 
Uh, you want to go through the rest of the names too? Yeah, because we have Duda, Cuth- we have Cuthbert third too. That's the other thing. And they yeah, can, and they he can needs even, the abs. I don't know if that is, is is Dozier now no longer a thing at third base, or is he just Sounds first like and right now? Just first and right, okay. which we kind of have a log jam over there now at first. Yeah, well, no doubt. Oh, her. Probably talk sh- about hopefully we some prospect yeah. questions. I don't know if we do, but yeah. Um, what's the next game? Well, Duda is the next name, and I, w- I would say no. I would say no. I don't think he'll be on the roster at the end of the year. He'll get traded probably. And Duffy and Witter the next two, which are a little bit more intriguing. I'm going to say yes on Duffy, no on Witt. I'm gonna I s- just don't believe – Jake, I don't mean to be a hater. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Duffy's an ace. I've never seen it. I don't see him as a two, and I don't see so many. He's still attractive, but I, I don't know that he's, the, the Royals are going to be given enough to give him up because, I mean, he still is important to this – rotation this year the next few yeah i th- i think i mean if i had to guess i'd say they're both still gonna be on the roster but i wouldn't so you think the first two so we agree that both duda and moose are gone we yeah. agree that duffy's here you say Witt will be here and i say he won't yeah okay it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all though if Witt gets moved this year or after the season okay either one would not shock me um what about what about that sophold guy for detroit jake will he still warwick sophold will, will he still be on the roster in september <laughs> That's a good right. question. You, you can move on. Sorry. <laughs> Buck Farmer, by the way, is in that bullpen again this is, year. Buck Farmer is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw that other favorite guy. Uh, what's the lefty starter they have? Uh, oh, Matt Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Who actually, coming. he unfortunately shut us down most of the year last of year. Did. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. <laughs> Next Twitter question is from at abrant42. Are Schwindel and O'Hearn young enough to be part of the rebuild? Absolutely. Because they haven't even started the service clock yet, man. If these guys are legit, I mean, I expect this team to be fully back in it by 2021, 2022. I mean, do the math. Mm-hmm. If they come up in 2019, one, two, three, four, they're here till 2024. So yeah. assuming they hit the baseball, yeah. I mean, they're not too old. They're both mid-20s, approaching late 20s. I think and Schwindel's that's, yeah. older. I think he was asking that, too, because he did put in parentheses their ages. Schwindel's 25, O'Hearn is 24. I thought it was 26, 27. Don't get me off on that. So there's, well, well you thought that, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that. they're definitely young enough to be. Part I would of say it. you they, one thing, Jake. There is not a nicer guy in the organization than than Ryan O'Hearn. He's <laughs> like the dude. He is a nice guy. I love talking to him. He's he's one of my favorites. Um, he swings the bat pretty well too. Okay, let me ask you a question about this, Jake, because I like that question. Which one of those two do you have more upside for? Which one of those two do you think is, has the better major league career when it's all said mm. and done? And second part of the question, which one gets called up first? I'm going to say O'Hearn gets called up first just because I feel like he's got a little bit more experience and down the left there. Hand. Yeah, and the left-handed bat. That's also why I think that maybe he has a better career. Okay. Just because I like, I like the counts? left-handed bat, yeah. I would agree. I, would 100% uh, I agree. mean, there's no doubt what Schwindel has done this spring and what he did last year in AAA is, is – I mean, he's been incredible. Don't these guys both have, like, Calvin Pickering written all over them? They do. That was thinking about that in my head. Or Kila Kayahui. There we go. Kila Kayahui. Remember, Mm -hmm. we always clamor for these first basemen that are in Omaha that hit, like, 35 jacks or 40 jacks. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the day, people, older listeners in the 90s, there was a guy named Chris Hatcher that hit, like, 51 (laughs) years or something like that. Yeah. Bob Hamlin. I love the people (laughs) guys. But, yeah, I'm with you. Sorry. Next. Um, what young player prospect are you buying stock in, and which one are you selling? I guess we can start with the buying stock in. Um, Man, to pick one is difficult. One young player am I buying stock in, Jake? What one young player am I buying stock in? I'm gonna buy stock in. I'm a I'm a big fan of. Uh, do I go pitcher or offense? Tell me which one. Mm. Pitcher. Foster Griffin. Okay. 
I saw him pitch a couple times last year. Love the stuff. He's a great kid. He, he competes. Um, I know they're very, very happy with where he's headed. So I'm going to put him up there. Um, let's just do one of each. Offensively, I'll say Chase Fallow. He's way down there, but another guy who probably won't end up playing catcher in the big leagues, but absolutely rakes. He's been young every year. He's been in the leagues he's been in. Um, your turn for bye. I mean, I'm not going to dip too low for the pitcher. I'm just going to say Trevor Oaks because I got to see so much of him this That's spring. Fair. He hasn't, but he's been up here yet. But yeah, with with his, you know, he's a ground ball pitcher, sinker baller. He looked confident. He looked like he can get major league hitters out, and I think we'll definitely be seeing him in the rotation I'm at some point. I'm excited for Scott Barlow at some point. Yeah. That Omaha bullpen is going to be st- – the Omaha bullpen, you could argue, might be better than the Kansas City <laughs> bullpen because up here we're keeping guys based on options. And, oh, yeah. You know, down there it's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's going to be a is lot it, of live live arms down there. Who's your bat, Jake? Is there anybody in particular? I, I mean, I'm I'm going all the way down with our first pick from last year. Prado. Yeah. You I texted mean, me. Jake texted me, oh, by the way, yeah. all excited. Tell me this. Tell us the story. I mean, I saw – well, I watched his first couple of bats that he was in his first big league game of the spring. I believe it was against the Rangers that night, and he was facing Jesse Chavez, who's mm-hmm. a, a legitimate major league pitcher. Yeah, he has. He's turned and himself in his, into one. His first at bat, I, I just was watching him, and it did not look like a guy who had never faced a major league pitcher before. I mean, he he struck out in the bat, but he fouled pitches off. He looked so confident in the box. I was like, man, I was like, I've got to stick around and watch this next one. Yeah. And the next at bat, you know, he hits a bomb. <laughs> it's a home run to right field. And his swing is just, it's a thing of beauty. I don't know how to describe it, but... The guy has got a, a million dollar swing. Well, I mean, he's got a million dollars in the bank too, so that's a good <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, he's he's got he's got the look, he's got the confidence, he's got the swing. He's going to be. Did you just quote Roxette. You got yeah. that look, <laughs> Jake. Are you dropping Roxette songs today? Tell me where we got I'm three or four more. This guy. Yeah, we we got a few more. <laughs> good. I'm I'm gonna get another five or ten minutes out of this. Um, we gotta hit last year's yeah. record. Did we go for like an hour and a half last year? <laughs> I think so. We're not gonna yeah. quite hit that this year, but we'll get to about an hour fifteen. Here's a fun one. Over under three and a half positions played by Witt this year. Second base is a lock. Yep. Center field is a lock. Left field, right field, lock. It's over. Yeah, that's what I think. Four. <laughs> he even could play third if he was needed. In a pinch. Does, yeah. does Gwaines play third? I'm assuming he, can, he must. Yeah. yeah, he plays second, short, and third. Yeah, that's a lock. That's yeah. that's an over. Yeah, I, I think so too. He definitely gets at least four. Is probably Drew, five. Is Drew Butera gonna pitch an inning this year, Jake? Probably. <laughs> Can we set that over under? <laughs> over under. Okay. Over under an inning and a half thrown by Drew Butera this year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to say under and hope that's just one. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say over that we're up 37 to nothing and they want to get three innings out of him, Jake. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on. Will Bubba or Zimmer play in KC this year? Oh, and actually, that's for I forgot to do the sell part of that because I'm absolutely selling on Kyle Zimmer. <laughs> uh, oh, we did the sell part of that one. That's where I'm yeah. sorry. Go back. Let's go back to that. Pause that question. We forgot to do. What was the part of the question we forgot to do? Uh, Which prospects, prospects are you buying or selling? Yeah, prospect we're selling. Kyle Zimmer? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, man. You know what sucks about that? He's such a nice guy. And oh, yeah, I, I don't he doubt did he interviews is. with us early on. Back in year one, and I think it was year one and two when you talked to him. And he's got the stuff. Like he's oh, like he a, does. He's a man child. I saw him pitch in Omaha once, man. The ball's cutting and darting and overpowering. It's just heavy. Like it explodes. It's like heavy. You know the guys that you know those guys that have like a heavy fastball. Yeah. You can't really explain it, but it's just heavy. And it's just The problem is is his arm then explodes as he walks off the mound. Cause... It's so you just <laughs> wonder at what point does he just have to just say like, this is it. I'm just going to 
pitch through and see what happens. And if I have to have surgery, I'm done or, or something. I mean, I know it's not my body. It's easy for me to say that. I'm, I'm not being critical. But I don't know. Dayton Moore's got to be bashing his head against the wall by now. Yeah. With this guy. I mean, it's just like it's almost to the point where he's not really even a prospect anymore because no one really even talks about him now because I think people have kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm with you, Jake. I mean, I don't want to, but you don't want to, you know what's going to happen the true Royals way is they'll – He'll let him go, and then he'll sign with the Mariners and then, like, win 15 games that. or something <laughs> next year. Um, all right, he'll go to Cleveland, actually. They'll have his brother yeah, playing center brother. and destroying us and then he'll be a closer. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would agree probably on that. There's not too many other prospects I look down at. I mean, I, I suppose I'm not real thrilled with where Bubba Starling's ended up. Oh. I think I'm getting close to the sell point on him. If he can't get healthy this year and get up here and do anything, it's is it really going to happen? You know, and at that point, we've got guys coming up behind him that are younger that I'd almost rather see at that point. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'd agree with you on the sell on that. Now, what's the next question we're on now? So, well, that question, yeah, we, those two names. Will Bubba or Zimmer Zimmer play in KC this year? I'm gonna say yes, Bubba. I th- yeah, I think you probably see Bubba by September towards the end of the year, if nothing else. I mean, I still don't know if he can hit at all at the major league we level, but he can play Dylan. outfield. We could see Zimmer this year. I'm not gonna say he won't pitch up here. Yeah. Let I, me ask you a question. Gun to your head, will he ever appear in a major league game with any team? I think so. Will it be this year? <laughs> I don't feel confident about it, but I think so. <laughs> I hope it's this year. It's just, I mean, too. It's what's too been... bad because look how look how good he could be in our bullpen if he was healthy. Like we would have to worry about the freaking you know some of these other guys like Blaine Boyer. Or... Well, he he can't even start a year off being healthy in spring training I and know, make it Jake, all the way it through. Drives me insane. I mean, he's. I don't know what the plan is for him right now. I think I don't think he's starting the season on the DL. Put but him in bubble wrap. Yeah, he immediately he threw a couple of weeks ago and then immediately was shutting it down for a few days. Were you surprised? No, <laughs> <laughs> I just expect that after every outing, I expect the injury report to pop up immediately. Just after. waiting for the Jeffrey Flanagan tweet yep. to come out. We got two yep. more or one more. We got two more. Yes, over under sixty games played by Mondesi and KC this year. Uh, under. I'm going to say under two, just because of the injury possibility. And because of the Escobar. Because of the Escobar. It depends, though, because if they de- if they deal Merrifield. Well, yeah. and Then he's going to get that's, – that's a good question. That's, like, close. I think that's, like, pretty close. I, mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say he plays, like, 40 to 75. I know, I know that's yeah. kind of stupid because I'm saying, like, a third of the season, but I get that. You can laugh at me. But I think it's, like, 40 minimum and, like, 75 or 80 maximum. i say that's a, a pretty good over-under line, actually. Yeah. Also forgot to give uh, credit to to Max on the question about the player prospect we're buying or selling. Oh, Max is the man. Yeah. He does a great job with uh, Royals Review. And uh, final question here. Um, will Boney be given back right field when he returns? Obviously, he's going to be in the lineup in August, Jake. Um, I would imagine so. He's better defensively than Solaire. Um, yeah, I would think so, Who knows if Solaire too. will stay healthy? <laughs> True. Or um, just at that point, you're probably gonna have some openings. Duda's probably gone. Yeah, he's coming back at the right time. Where guys uh, are, it's right around the time guys gonna are gonna have to play him. I mean, he's he's one of their top young hitters. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's already missing half of a the season. They need to get him every at bat they can. Yeah, I think he'll for sure be in there. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think he'll for sure be in there every day. I'm excited for the year, Jake. What else? What else do we not talk about here? Anything else we should talk about that we normally do? Um, I think we're pretty thorough on this thing. We got the whole yeah, division. Yeah, I feel like we went We through, talked about I mean, the backups and the bullpen and the minor leagues and over-unders and what-ifs and 
Brand new coaching staff. It'll be interesting to watch this year, right? Yeah. It'd be weird not seeing Dave Island walk out there anymore. It will. <laughs> How about those HD lights? We've got new HD lights. The Royals are holding a workout Wednesday about 5 o'clock to get used to those new HD lights. Apparently, we can t- fl- flicker them and turn them off and on during home runs. You know that? Oh, nice. They're so not going to – are they, they going like, to shut like, off in the middle of the night again uh, during the game? Even in the middle of the eighth <laughs> inning? Yeah. <laughs> it was all that same bank, too, wasn't it? The ones yeah. out in, like, right field? It was all those same ones that would go out. Um yeah, man, I'm I'm just excited for the season, and and uh, we need to do a lot of these together this year, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like to do a podcast. Um, so we'll, we'll be back with you again soon on Clubhouse Conversation. Um, always keep up with us at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter, ClubhouseConversation.com. Uh, you can always email Davo at ClubhouseConversation.com as well, and I'll forward anything to Jake. We need to get you a, a Clubhouse Conversation email. So yeah, let's do it. I've got that. I, I think <laughs> I can have like a hundred of them. I don't know why I've only got one. I'm the only one that has one, Jake. <laughs> this is an ego thing or something like that. Yep. So, Well, thanks so much for listening to our 2018 season preview here on Clubhouse Conversation. If you made it this whole hour and 12, 15 minutes, whatever this is, you are the trooper. and You are a diehard <laughs> Royals fan. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully you'll pass it along, and hopefully we'll get some wins this year, get out to a nice start. Oh, last thing, Jake, I think this year more than ever, it's important to get out to a good start. If this team's going to do anything Absolutely. this year. Because like you said, a, 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 you, know, you can't win a division in April, but you certainly can lose a division, and you certainly – can lose the chance to keep a team together, as we found out, you know? Yeah. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's Clubhouse Conversation. We'll talk to you very soon. Hopefully we'll have some wins under our belt next time we talk here in a week or two. Go Royals.